The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Cool to see new teammates. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. and Lamar Jackson living it up at live um, nightclub because Odell is going to a team where Typically, veteran receivers' careers go to die. Um, but I love this move for Baltimore. Absolutely love it for Baltimore. Um, love it for Odell. Good for Odell. Uh, we heard $20 million at one point. Uh, right. Then we heard reports about $15 million, and sure enough, he's getting $15 million guaranteed. He can make up to $18 million for one year. So my man knew his worth, and he held out for that worth. But... Here's the thing about Odell, and I don't have any inside inside information or insight into this, but here's what it seems like to me based on how we move through the situation. I don't know that Odell necessarily, even though he was hanging out with Lamar, he posted the picture of his son in the Lamar jersey, he had Lamar FaceTime. I'm sure the idea of Lamar isn't, isn't of itself, is playing with Lamar is in and of itself attractive to Odell. But I don't know that Odell cared as much about who his quarterback was as much as he cared about whether those checks was cashing and whether or not he had opportunity to be some team's number one wide receiver. Because if it was about playing with a certain quarterback, he'd probably be a chief right now. He'd be a cowboy right now. He'd be a bill right now. Or he would have waited to see if Aaron Rodgers ended up with the Jets and taken whatever the Jets were going to give him. Instead, reportedly, he gave the Jets a chance to match the Ravens offer. Okay. But he ends up in Baltimore, and it's a good spot for him. He doesn't have a whole lot of competition to be the alpha dog in that wide receiver room. Mark Andrews is the number one target, but as far as wide receivers, OBJ should get his his uh, his pass attempts. But good for the Ravens because a we just had a debate about the Ravens as an organization and how they do business. Yeah, yeah. And I think what this speaks to Michael, I don't know if this is a. If it's if it's if it's a, a definite that Lamar is back, we'll see because we don't know what Lamar is going to do. Lamar may still say I'm not playing under a one year franchise tag. Who knows, right? Only Lamar knows that. But the reason I say good for the Ravens is this is another example of how the Ravens, even if they have not shown themselves willing to give Lamar Jackson the fully guaranteed deal he wants. They've always shown themselves willing to spend money and they've shown themselves willing to construct a roster that that supports Lamar Jackson's talents, whether that's offensive line, tight ends, running back room. They've always they've, they've, they've structured their organization to fit Lamar in a way that other teams haven't had a chance to do and may not be willing to do. And last but not least, hey, the money ain't going in his pocket, but they will spend to upgrade his supporting cast. So if you're the Ravens, this was the home run. If A, if Odell is even close to what he was when we last saw him in the Super Bowl with the Rams, B, it shows you willing to spend in general, but but B, B1, willing to spend on Lamar and his supporting cast. 
and see, hell, maybe Lamar says, you know what? I got an opportunity to play with Odell. Let's go get, let's go make a run at this ring, even if I can't get my money quite yet. So I love this signing all around. <laughs> what about you? How you feel about yeah. it? Yeah, I, I, I hear you. you. Said it's a home run. It's an extra base hit. I don't want to call it a home run. Okay. It's an extra base hit okay. for the Baltimore okay. Ravens. It's the difference between not only the difference between a double and a home run. It's the difference between Travis Kelsey throwing double. out the first pitch. It's a it's, stand-up it's a tr- difference between <laughs> no, no. It's the difference between Travis Kelsey throwing out the first pitch and Megan the Stallion throwing out the first pitch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Wait, that's a that big of a difference. That's a yeah, yeah. That's it, a, it that's is. A, that's a yeah. That's a big yeah. difference. That's yes, a huge it is. difference. Oh, yes, man. it uh, is. Okay. Big because I'll tell you why. Everything it's at least you said a stand is up true. double. At least it's a wall okay, sure. double off the off the monster and train away. Great wall double, nice. Uh, but you don't get paid off of wall doubles. Uh, or camping. You might get. The case, maybe. You might. You might get eighteen million. You might get eighteen million with incentives off the of wall doubles, but you get thirty to forty. You get Aaron Judge money by hitting home runs. And so everything you said, I agree with. And and that's why it's only a double. You said Odell Beckham Jr. was more about securing his future and getting that check than it was the quarterback throwing to, to him. And so I, I agree with you. Oh, I think the same thing. I had the same thought. Yeah. That's yeah. why I hesitate. I kind of cringe when you call them teammates. Hmm. I'm not sure they're going to be teammates. And for the very reason that you just be. laid out, I, I think Odell Beckham Jr. and Lamar Jackson share the same mentality. I am out here to get what I'm worth. I have been devoted yeah. to certain teams in my career, and I've seen teams just kind of turn around and flip me for what was best for them. That happened to Beckham in New York. He signs a new contract with the Giants, and they flip around. Remember, Dave Gettleman was like, hey, we didn't sign him to trade him. And then a yeah. month later, two months later, he traded him to Cleveland. Same thing with Baltimore, Lamar Jackson. I think he saw, he saw, not sees, he saw himself as a Raven. He thought that maybe they would come to play a different negotiating game with him after Deshaun Watson. I understand why the Ravens didn't want to do it, but Lamar Jackson says, well, this is what I want. And I think yeah. he is also going to do what Beckham just did, which is take the best deal that's available to him and that well, may that or may not be in Baltimore, available. but I'm, start, but I'm starting available. to think that it won't be in Baltimore. I don't think it's going to okay. be in Baltimore. I think so we'll find out. You, we'll find you, out this month. You and I are teammates. You and I are teammates, right? But we also don't have to necessarily be perfectly aligned when it comes to business decisions. I mean, just kind of bringing people behind right. the curtain. When you and I went through our contract negotiations with NBC and Peacock, obviously you had yours, I had mine. We obviously communicated on it, but what each of us has to do for each other, for ourselves we respect that. Like, hey, man, handle your business. Do what you got to do for you and your family. That, this, right. that, and the other, right? Likewise, I think they can be boys and hang out at live and FaceTime and, yeah, that's and great. love each other. Love it. But they don't necessarily have to end up teammates. That's why I said we don't know what Lamar is going to do. I don't think Odell was going to Baltimore to only play with Lamar. He was going to Baltimore to get his money and to be the number one receiver for whoever is the quarterback. But playing with Lamar would be nice. But if you're the Ravens, you bring in Lamar's boy. You upgrade at receiver, which, you know, ain't saying much, but you bring in a guy who, even though he's older, we believe if he's fully healed, can still be an impactful player at a position that is not a premium position. Now, I know Greg Roman is gone, but the way you've typically been uh, uh, constructed on offense, wide receivers have not been the focal point. 
I respect the hell out of Odell Beckham Jr. I do. I respect him. Are you sure? Are you sure that he's a number no, one receiver? Are you sure about that? Okay. That, on, that so, team, on that team, he is. With all due respect, Rashad Bateman. On that team, he is. With, with, with all due respect to um, my man. Hey, Bateman, please uh, do. Some people say, man, don't at me. Uh, Nelson, do, do with all due respect to Nelson Aguilar. Okay? Like, he is the number one. Okay. That, that's part of the reason why he went there. He is the number one guy. He's the alpha in Baltimore. But in terms of the future, look, if you're, if you're Lamar Jackson, and, and you, he, he may decide to sit. Okay, that, that's just speculating, right? But ultimately, like we talked about last week, you are cutting off your nose to spike your face if this is the hill you choose to die on when it comes to a fully guaranteed contract, given all the money he's already left on the table. And lastly, and I know we're about to hit this break soon. Lastly, again, I'm not, I, I, I don't, Chad Steele, for those that don't know, Chad Steele is the Ravens PR guy. I am not the Ravens right. PR guy, okay? But I think them spending this kind of money on Odell further proves my point last week that there's a difference between they won't give Lamar Jackson the contract that he wants, the fully guaranteed contract he wants, and they're being cheap with Lamar Jackson. There is a good Man. deal on the table that Lamar just doesn't want to sign, and that's his right. How many people were willing to give Odell Beckham Jr. this kind of deal? I, it, it makes me wonder. Apparently nobody. I don't know. Apparently nobody. Yeah. Maybe the Jets. <laughs> Not even the Jets. May, they, maybe the Jets. No. I, I don't know. So is it is it the Ravens having vision that no one else has, or is this? I, I look. I'm happy for. Be I like Beckham. I've kind of grown to appreciate Hell, him. your son's name is uh, Beckham. At, oh, <laughs> One of your yeah, sons. Well, you know, that's it. That's it. Not named after Odell, but still coincidence. Coincidence. That's right. That's right. You know, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. That's it. But I would say I've come to appreciate OBJ at the guy after Cleveland. I I don't feel good about this though. I don't think it's a great I don't think it's a great deal for Baltimore and there's it's a, a one year deal. I know it's a one year deal. They ain't getting like and, and year, they, they married. To okay, <laughs> is is this year not important? Is a year not important? I mean, you said no, it's important. At wide receiver. Yes, I don't know. Maybe, maybe what this, they had. Maybe this. Yes. <laughs> maybe this solidifies the future of Lamar Jackson in another way, not draws him closer to Baltimore, but has him saying this lets me further know I need to go in another direction. You know, ain't personal. It ain't personal. It's just business. I think I'm it's a great deal. Else. What they got to lose? They got money burning a hole in their pocket. Is money well Games. spent, you ask me. So then Games. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. 
and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Look at that. When we talked to Cuban the other day, he said, you know, obviously they want to keep you forever, but essentially they have to earn your loyalty. How do you feel about kind of the, the direction this franchise is going and, and what needs to happen to, to make you comfortable that this can be a, uh, a long-term fit for you? Yeah, I mean, I saw the report. Uh, I don't know who. Somebody said that I was going to just equate uh, trade. Uh, it was funny, you know, because I didn't know that was true. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I didn't. I know. Be very clear. I don't know what sources say it. No, no. To be very clear. <laughs> I just want to get this straight. Because seriously, I want to get this straight. Never did I say, hey, Luca is indicating that you're going to request trade. What I said is, if they don't get this right over the next year, there is a fear that you could come to them as... Anthony Davis did in New Orleans, James Harden did in in, uh, in in Houston, Kevin Durant just did in, in Brooklyn, and say, hey, if we don't have a chance to win a championship, you know, yeah. something's got to change. I know what you're saying, uh, but so, I'm, ha I'm happy here. Okay. So, there's nothing to worry about. Natalie, what did you think of that exchange, and do you think uh, there's really nothing to worry about for Mavs fans? Well, I thought it was funny. I, I was blown away by the exchange, to be honest, because the the person who reported it was basically like defending himself and they're trying to like explain to him. I Which just, I've never I seen that before. Have you yeah, ever seen that before? Like, like, I haven't. I have not. Yeah. I have not yeah. seen that. <laughs> like, like, let me be clear. clear. I wasn't saying this. I wasn't saying this. <laughs> I, this is what I was saying. Oh, okay. Right. It was you. It's your yeah. story. Okay. I got you. Yeah. No, I mean, that's largely what blew me. Like, I just thought the exchange was wow. But, um, I, you know, I think I think Luca's being honest when he says that. Like, he wants to be there. I believe that in this moment or in that moment when mm -hmm. he said that, that that's true. But he also earlier this year said he didn't feel joy, right? And he wasn't enjoying yeah. playing. So I guess the answer is if the Mavs don't do something to address that and fix that, then yeah, I do think, you know, their fans should be concerned because our emotions are fluid, right? They change. So he could feel that at that moment, but that doesn't mean he'll always feel like that. So I don't think they can remain stagnant. Yeah, 100%. Because Michael, like, in fairness, the report was there's a fear within the organization that if they don't get their act together, he could ask for a trade. Um, it is, so that nothing that Luca said refutes what the rest of the organization may be feeling. And for that matter, as it is with all stars, whether it's Giannis, whether it was with Anthony Davis for a while, and I know everybody's circumstances are different, whether it, it still is with Dane, no matter how much he says I'm 10 toes down in Portland, there's people around the league watching and waiting to pounce on any Dallas dysfunction or at the mere idea that even though he's what a year into his, his extension at the idea that Luca could be available. So there's smoke here. Luca might have tried to put out the fire, but there is a lot of smoke here because that's the nature of the game in 2023 is that most of these stars, most of them doesn't mean that Luca is like everybody else, but most of these stars get restless really quickly. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely smoke. And you know what? You know what else? Uh, Mike and, and Natalie. Look, 
most players will be crazy to tell you their true intentions from the podium. It very rarely happens. You know, Tim, I'm gonna tell you, as a matter of fact, hey, yeah, you know what? Spot you bring up, a, you bring up, a, you bring up an excellent point. I, you know, hey, you remember when they asked KD, they asked KD about Steve Kerr. This is after they got swept by Boston. Hey, you think there should be a coaching change? No. Oh, no, should Nash. be a coaching yeah. change. Yeah, yeah, you see what they you know, he, all the stuff he had to deal with I and mean, it was like a really tough and then it was KD saying and others hey, he got to go. It's, it's, right. it's either yeah. me or him. He's got to go. I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of examples of guys saying James Harden. remember James Harden uh, responding to a report while he was in Brooklyn. Hey, I, I hear you want to be traded. Who said that? Did I say that? And unless you hear from me. No, but behind the scenes, he was asking to be traded. I'm not saying that's Luca, but th- it's shocking. A guy, I still think he is one of the, hey, I, you know, five is that. I'm going to stop with the top five. I'm going top eights now. I'm going rotations. <laughs> is this my He's, face? Top, top, top eight. eight, right. Top, I'm yeah. going to top eight. Top eight. Five is too complicated. All right. Okay. For a guy who's a top eight player in the league, they didn't even make the play in. Are you serious? They didn't make the From play the in tournament. Final. Wow. Well, but, okay. So okay. So that that's gotta that's gotta mess with you a little bit. So that so that yeah, so that brings me to the other night. Oh, okay, go ahead, Natalie. Go ahead. I was just saying, you have to view this season as a failure. I mean, you were just, like you said, in the Western Conference Finals, and now you're not. And I mean, it's interesting because Luca said that he wasn't aware of the plans to sit him and that Kyrie wasn't playing. So that's also interesting because it's like, again, this goes to the whole rest thing. Like, are the players always on board with what the teams are planning, what the teams want to do? And we know, we know why they want to not play. They don't think that their playoff chances are real. And so they're trying to, at this point, tank to get better odds in the draft. But the players are not always on board with that. Kyrie also didn't do like his exit interviews. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But Luca did indicate that he still wants to play with Kyrie. Did did either of you guys have an issue with the Mavericks pulled? And by pulled, I mean pulling Luca and pulling Kyrie and pulling anybody that was worth a damn when they still had mathematically playing chances. I did not listen. First of all, I'm a I go back to the Sixers. I was always a trust the process guy. I am I am the only person who's more about the tank than me is Master P. Like I I've always been about tanking. I am always about the long term. I'm fascinated by it. I mean, like, because if you're the Mavericks. It's like you got to be realistic and you got to think long term. And if it means not giving up your pick to the Knicks, your top 10 protected pick to the Knicks, they absolutely did what needed to be done. But even if you disagree, Michael, Michael, but even if you disagree, I'll just say this last thing. The NBA, they could investigate all they want. This is clear as day. Ain't nothing to investigate. They had better not call themselves coming down on the Mavericks because everybody tanks. People have been taking all season for Wimbanaya. Tanking is as much right. a part of the NBA as the Jerry West logo. The Mavericks just did it in a new and more blatant way when yeah. they still have playoff chances. But everybody tanks. Everybody tanks. Yeah, I know. Does that I mean I think Houston was Houston tanking? They're so young. Was Detroit tanking? They're so young. They won 17 games. Spurs probably started tanking Spurs, when they jazz. traded. Uh, no, but Jazz weren't tanking. The I jazz don't think weren't so tanking. Many people they got rid of. Many people they got rid of. They were competitive. 
They were competitive. They were, competitive. Yeah. They were actually the they were going balance. at it. The so balance. this is like, you know what? The, the, the Mavs, the Mavs were like, you know, nah, man, I ain't gonna holler at her. I ain't gonna holler at her. Everybody else talking to her. Then at the last minute, right before she about to leave the party. Hey, 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 what's up? What's up? Hey, wait, why are you taking now? <laughs> wait a minute. Everybody else right. has been in on this. You taking at the last minute? You you go shoot your shot now? Uh, look, they were they were in it, and they just blatantly. It was a blatant tank. That's what the NBA's okay. problem is. Problem with it is you you can't do it like this. You there's a right way to do it. Don't destroy it in my face. And then no, there an R&B no right song or about this. Way to love somebody. And there, there's, there's a, sweat. There's a song right about this. Way to, no, ain't no right or wrong way to love somebody. Like, like, like tanking is tanking is tanking. Don't. Don't no, bring it to the not. house like that. You gonna you gonna bring it up to the house right in my face? <laughs> and what I think that, is for in, front me, of, in front of my is, wife and everything. I didn't no, feel all the doing this. I didn't feel all the performative outrage that I saw happening over it. But the reason why I think it's 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 whack personally is because at the end of the day, you still have Luca, and you still have Kyrie Irving who are two incredible postseason performers. And you never know what's going to happen. You're one player punching, you know, the wall and breaking his hand or <laughs> a, a, an injury or something away from, like, it changing for you and something opening up. So even though they were unlikely to go far or even actually make it, they had a chance. And so to me, you go for it because with those players in the postseason, under postseason circumstances where you get to game plan for the other team, they may have a chance to make a little run. And you just basically said, no, like that's not worth it to us. So I think that's whack. Um, it doesn't seem like the players were on board with it, but from a business standpoint, totally get why they did it. That's what, listen, the Blazers, they, they shut down Dame toward the end of the season. Did they not? They I mean, weren't like, in contention, though. They were not like there. They were like, point is they, but the they were still, but they were still helping that, but they were still, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with saying this team has a right to tank, but this team does not like you. You do what's best for your organization is all I'm saying. It may not have been as blatant or may not have been as much of a bad look for the points you just made Natalie on the part of the Blazers, but it's tanking nonetheless. Like there are different shades of tanking, but to me, you can't come down on one, one organization, but choosing to do what it felt was best for its organization when others do it all the time to varying degrees. This I've may have been an okay, extreme I, degree, but tell me it's the last still tanking time you saw nonetheless. Somebody do it. But I think in you can argue that it's not for their organization. Right. I'm sorry. Right. Tell me, give me an example of somebody who went for the big trade like the Mavericks did at the deadline. Right. And it blew they up go in their in, face. And then, and then in the final week of the season, they no, tank. These circumstances I, I have never seen it. In it. These circumstances, but it's that. still tanking. It's still an organizational decision that they made. I don't know how you punish them, but don't start to investigate everybody else who's traded away players or sat players or shut players down or whatever it is that they do in order to improve their, their lottery odds or to keep their pick in this case from going to the Knicks. Natalie, go ahead. I just, I just think like I, I agree with Michael. I just think theirs was blatant. I think there's a distinction. Like I, I don't, I don't feel like there's tanking is tanking. I think there's a distinction in what they did. And ultimately, I don't know that it's best for their organization. Like if you lose Kyrie, what are you gonna do, right? So maybe trying to actually make a postseason run would have been the best thing for your organization, right? And it, it may make Luca happier if you make that postseason run. So yeah, they have to individually make that decision. This is also the organization that blew up a championship squad right after they won in 2011. They don't necessarily make the best decision. So 
I don't know that it was the best business decision, but I do think it was blatant and brazen. And so I understand why the NBA is investigating. Like you can't just be like that callous and think well, like ain't it's no okay. investigation. You ain't got to investigate it. We all know what it was like that. That should be a quick investigation. It's a matter of, oh, you're going to do something about <laughs> it. And you do something to deter people from doing this. Uh, all right. That's enough about teams that didn't make the playoffs. Um, now let's uh, get to one team that's in the playoffs, not in the play in. And if you let if you let them tell it, uh, it's the Warriors invitational is what these this Western Conference playoffs is. Damn right. I would say we have to value the ball more, take great shots, and communicate on defense. We those we do those three things. I I don't see a team who can beat us in a seven game series when we're healthy. Um, so if we do those three things, three things going forward, I think we'll be in a great position to repeat. I was on a team that won 73 games and we lost the final game of the season and no one talks about that team. So um, moral of the story is it does not matter uh, what you do in the regular season. You get to the playoffs, your team will be judged by how you do in the playoffs. No one will... You know, be talking about, oh, they won this many road games or that. No one will care. So just got to go in and take care of, you know, executing the game plan, uh, not not making some of the mistakes that we've made throughout this regular season, really being locked in and focused and, and understanding the road ahead and, and knowing what it takes will help. All right, Natalie, you can just... You can just relax. Like we know where you stand on on this. Yeah, you go ahead and do your little dance, your little happy dance. It's your time of year. It's that season. Uh, Vinny, we're Clay and Draymond speaking facts about this being the Warriors' title to lose if healthy. I mean, if this is the WWF, maybe you know what I mean, where you get the championship belt and somebody got to take it away from you. But this title belongs to nobody. And the thing is, the Western Conference is so mid. Every team, with the exception of probably the Sacramento Kings, can feel like that they have a reasonable chance of coming out the West and getting to the finals. Wait. (laughs) You said every team, with the exception of the Kings, could think they have a chance? The exception. The (laughs) the Do the Kings feel like they could win a round in the playoffs? Yeah, they probably feel like they can get out of a round, and that would conclude a successful season for them. But they didn't set out to be playing in June. Denver did, Memphis did, the Clippers, the Suns, Golden State. Those teams are basically right, June or bust. That's what I'm. That's okay, all I'm saying. There's no disrespect yeah. to them, but it's what do gotcha. you? What goals do you have that are realistic from April to now? And for me, if the Lakers look like, hey man, we're the best team in the West after the All Star break, reasonable. If the Clippers are saying, hey, we've got the dude who might be the singular best two way player in the conference. And maybe we'll get Paul George back there. You got the Warriors that are saying, hey, we're the champs and we haven't lost a series with our starting five together. There. If you look at Denver and say, hey, we are healthy for the first time in three years and we've got a two-time MVP and home court at altitude throughout the entire Western Conference playoff. Everybody has a case. It does not matter what the Warriors believe. They can be- Look, I keep telling you all the time. I would like to believe I can go on a date with Kelly Rowland. What the hell does that do in real life? It doesn't mean anything. It just sounds nice to say. So if Clay and Draymond and Steph are all foolishly confident enough to believe that, 
I'm actually riding with them. And I'll say foolishly confident. I mean, you got to be delusional to believe that a 44-win team is going to come out of the Western Conference, which means there's like six or seven delusional-ass teams. If I were single, I'd ask. If I were single, I'd ask Kelly Rowland straight out. I'm just saying, Benny, you ain't got no excuse. Just go ahead and ask. And that all woman she can is say married. is no. That, it's a happy home. Oh, oh. I don't break up happy homes. Okay, 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 okay. That's that, that's a fair point. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, you're talking about Golden State, and Clay, Clay Thompson just said there, I don't see a team that can beat us four times in a seven-game series. Do you see a team that can beat the Warriors in the West in a seven-game series? And if so, who's that team? Or who are those teams? Yeah, the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> have you not seen their movies all season long? The way that they don't defend on the road, the way that they haven't taken care of the ball, like all of those things can happen. More teams get beat in the playoffs by themselves than they do by their opponent. And the Golden State Warriors, they have never historically been a team been that doesn't beat itself. That's just that's just what it is. They're a high-volume team. They're a high-ceiling team. But sometimes that floor can get really, really low. Now, if I'm Clay. And I'm Draymond, absolutely, I'm going to believe such things. Is there going to be a couple of bad matchups for them? Maybe. But if you're, the, like I said, the Lakers can think the same thing. But the Lakers haven't seen Anthony Davis and LeBron James healthy for two months long at a time. I'll tell you a team that I consider the favorite is the team that the Warriors, I don't think, won in any parts of in the first round of the playoffs. And that's Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Damn. Suns. Kevin, Kevin Durant, his winning percentage this year is 72 in the games that he's played. That average is out to like a 62-win team. The boy ain't lost, right? And if he's healthy and, and he's shooting 60% from the field, 40 from three, 80 and, from the line, and Natalie, and Natalie, if he wears the right size shoe, if he wears the right size shoe, I let him go on with his rants and his nonsense for like a long time. But okay, first of all, like you want to point out to me about when Kevin Durant plays, but we're gonna always ignore the war. Stephen Curry missed twenty-seven games. Andrew Wiggins missed 45 games. I think it's actually absurd that, yes, their road record is bad. No shit. Like, it's bad because, like, they did not have players playing. So you really cannot judge this. Like, you can judge them on their record for the season fair, but the, the team that was depleted playing throughout the season is not the one that's going to be playing in the postseason. Everybody, so the everybody is, has that story. Now, okay, no, no, everyone doesn't. Every no, everyone doesn't West. have that story. Yes, hold on, hold on. I didn't interrupt you. I didn't interrupt you when you spoke. I let you get through your points. Okay. So everyone doesn't have that story. That's first of all. But even if you want to say that, that's fine. My only thing is that it's not delusion then to believe in yourself because in the games where the five, the starting five played, they had the best starting five in the league. They also had one of the top defenses, top five. So we want to talk about when their starting five actually got to play, they were killing it. So they're not delusional to have that belief. So we'll just see what happens. Just like you noted, all the other teams should believe in themselves because of their circumstances. But shows to the Warriors, like harping on this road record when they didn't have one of the most important positions, the wing, there for more than half of the games is silly to me. It just makes no sense. So like Draymond said, no one gives a damn. No one's going to be talking about the road record. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, they got to go out and produce now in the postseason. And the Warriors are the only current team who have a history of going on the road and winning a game in every series that they've played in. They are the only team that's together that has the history of doing that.
Hey, Vinny, okay, let's let me let, Mike, let, let me make something. I, I need to make something yeah. clear because this turns into yeah, Vinny versus the Warriors, and that's not the case here. Like, I'm not going. Yeah, you said you was against, with him. I, 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 I like she's she's addressing me as if I said I wouldn't <laughs> pick them in a seven game series. Like, like take it easy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not. I'm saying literally. I literally said that every team in the West, a to be a champion. You have to be ridiculously delusional and very lucky. That does not just singularly apply to the Golden State Warriors. It is incredibly hard to win a championship, let alone four or five. So what I'm simply saying is every team in the West has been disjointed, has had to deal with injuries or other circumstances that has prevented them from being their full self for an extended period of time, along with having some level of fatal flaw that could prove to be their undoing. The Warriors are not alone in that, but they're not exempt from it either. So, hey, listen, here's what we learned from this, all right? That was very healthy. That was healthy disagreement. Sometimes teammates fight. You guys are teammates. Sometimes teammates uh, fight, but they can keep their hands to themselves. Yeah. They ain't got to throw <laughs> weak-ass chest punches, you know, on the sideline. Would you rather he punched them in the face? <laughs> I know I would have rather he not punch him at all, him. but I'm saying he didn't want to hit him. Punch, that, that's exactly that, he was, that was hit not him, a real punch. He didn't want to hit him. He didn't, he didn't he want to. Want, he just right. wanted but to calm down. He just wanted that, to calm down. Having said that, having said that, he's been suspended. Rudy Gobert, that is, he's been suspended for the play-in game. Uh, if they advance or if they have to play um, the second play-in game, he'll be back for that. Um, but where does this? But this team generally seems to have some dysfunction around it, Vinny. These, these chemistry issues have been present all year. What does this mean for Minnesota, uh, both in the short term and in the long term, as it relates to Rudy Gobert's fit or lack thereof? I think it's going to cause some personnel that they were going to have to make regardless. Like, let's let's get one thing straight. Very rarely will you call someone that word and something positive happens in the immediate <laughs> aftermath. I've been in plenty right. of situations where that word right. has been hurled around it, and in the immediate, in the immediate present future, absolutely, there was probably some furniture moving at that case. Yes. And Rudy Gobert, to his credit, if someone repeatedly calls you that, you might actually have to steal off on him. It was one of those things where he was going to be wrong no matter what he did, because if he did nothing, his teammates would have looked at him and said, Damn, maybe he really maybe he is. Right. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a no-win yeah. no, situation whatsoever. You, you definitely are win. damned if you do. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But you don't. You don't. You don't do that. You don't, you don't, you don't yeah. throw punches on the sideline, you know? I don't no, know. My, you know like, it, we've, all, we've all had personal experiences where we've had to, we've had to, the chicken cross the road sort of situation where, <laughs> man, if I do this, then it's going to be this. But if I don't do this, then and and next thing you know, fist the cups, or you hit yeah. somebody I mean, listen, in the chest because you can't hit him in the face. You know what though? I, I gotta say, it's such a toxic thing. This is really a toxic thing for for a man. Okay, like, like, can we just like, can we be honest? Like we all know what's up. We're all black men. Uh, Natalie, listen, listen to us here, okay? And you know it too. Oh. Oh boy. You say this no really. I mean you say that to you say that to a black man. That 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 is triggering. That is a triggering comment to a brother. So I think they both should have been suspended. Because I you put me in a position where I gotta do something. I gotta do something. Why are you doing that to you calling me out like that? What am I supposed to do? As you said, Vinny, if he doesn't do anything, his teammates are looking at him. If he does something, the front office is going to want to talk to him, 
but who caused it? Kyle Anderson is a co-conspirator in this. They both should be suspended, man. You I, cannot I, I understand. swing on him. Look, I look, I'm saying you could not swing on him. You could do all. Well, you okay. push him. I'm just supposed to. You could. You could. I'm you just supposed to give it back to him. But you could not. But you're, you're you could not swing me. on him. You're provoking me. You're you're, you're actually you're provoking me. If you're going to suspend both, I don't think they can be equal suspensions. One person threw a hit and one is just words, like whether it's triggering or not. You know, no such so, thing is just no such thing as just words. No such thing. But that's, but that's actually why they only gave him a one game suspension. And that was acknowledged like here. The Timberwolves had to suspend Gobert for throwing a punch, but accepted that it was a shot to the chest with no intent to injure Kyle Anderson and understood that Anderson called Gobert a bitch repeatedly on a night Gobert was playing hurt. So... Okay, let, let's hold on, hold on. Let's 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 pull the curtain back just a wee bit, y'all. Now, I have never. That's like saying like, do you shoot? Do you shoot to kill? Like all that stuff. If you punching somebody, you ain't punching them with the thought of in a knee jerk reaction. Oh, let me just hit him in a place where it don't right. Hurt. No, exactly. We, that we was go, a poorly executed. There wasn't punch. the death. He just didn't land. I agree. Yeah, he was fortunate. He, they were both fortunate. He had a yes. bad. Yeah, he had to reach. He's what is what's Rudy seven? What he had to reach seven on him, four. but he didn't really. He ain't no, have but, a great Vinny, but Vinny, but Vinny's right. He wasn't saying, let me hit him soft in the shoulder, you know, like no, that wasn't what he was saying. He was trying, he was trying to hit him, he just didn't do a good job of it, right? And, and I think the more important thing. point if we that... gonna fight, we gonna fight in the locker room off camera. I can, I can keep up, well, I can keep some anger for the next. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying I can keep some anger for the next five minutes. If someone called me that in a professional setting, well, I know I'm gonna see them later. I said, "Is that what you just called me?" I'll show you one later, and I will definitely show him one when he looks in the mirror in the locker room after that. So no, 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 and he ain't it the ain't always he ain't the first or the retribution. last. Correct. Mm -hmm. He ain't no. the first yeah. or the last to be called that in the huddle or on the sideline. Like, really? He was dead wrong. Draymond yeah, yeah, Green and Kevin Durant. People People have said that a million times to people. It is triggering. I agree with you, Michael, on the street. But you're an NBA player. You gotta you gotta manage to control yourself in that situation and not put you or your teammates in harm's way when it comes to what y'all yeah. are collectively trying to accomplish right now. I think reason I think number seven thing. reason number seven hundred thirty three why I'm not in the league. I mean, there, there are all kinds of skill reasons why. But see, like. Okay, now you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to make this Will Smith or Chris Rock, but it's interesting how like the tables have turned. Because once upon a time, you told me how Will Smith needed to control himself. <laughs> okay, he so walked up there. Well, different, different, different circumstances. Different circumstances. I know it's different. I, I, I know. That, and I think there's a difference. And I think there's a slight difference. As, as far as us, as far as us stepping back and looking at it from you know thirty thousand feet, I looked at the reaction of his teammates compared to them not looking at Kyle Anderson when Kyle Anderson said it. Nobody looked yeah. up when Kyle Anderson said it and they said, hey, Kyle, you out of line. So to me, this wasn't about <laughs> a singular moment. This was about yeah. their respect or lack of respect for Rudy Gobert since he's become yeah. their teammate and how they responded when he was off the floor. So something yeah. You can look at that Chris Rock moment like purely in a vacuum, but in this moment yeah. in the team construct in game 82, of a larger that was... Issues. Yeah. Apps. It, yeah. Once again, that's my favorite phrase from power fruit of a poisonous tree. Yeah, we don't have time to get into Bones Island and Mason Plumlee. For that matter, Jaden McDaniels breaking his hand for punching the wall. Everybody yeah. was throwing hands just like the rest of the country on Easter Sunday. A lot of families were feuding. Hey, real quick, Vinny, though, we want to just get your take on the Mavs family drama uh, before you leave, both in terms of 
Luca saying, hey, nothing to see here. I'm happy. But even, you know, we had a little family squabble a minute ago about the NBA's investigation into the Mavericks blatant tanking to protect their top 10 pick. I think we have to start looking at Mark Cuban as somebody that's not necessarily fit in the way that we think he is as a genius or as an owner. I mean, think about it like this, and I'm just make this really quick. He talked about Jalen Brunson saying, hey, the, the problem started with Jalen Brunson when his family got involved, and then you go get Kyrie Irving, whose agent is his stepmother. Explain to me how that's going to work in the long run. Listen, it may not. Kyrie may be somebody else's uh, somebody else's issue. But what about the tanking, though? Real quick before we go to break, what about the tanking? I think it's an insult. I think it's it's an insult to the league. They they have to investigate it just because of the way that the stakes played itself out. And if I'm the NBA, I'm taking a draft pick. Period. That's what I'm doing. I'm going full. <laughs> I'm going full David Stern. I'm taking a draft pick, even if they wind up with it. Interesting. Hey man. Everybody does it. They just don't always do it in plain sight like that. Hey, Vinny, we appreciate you. And, and thanks to you and Natalie for keeping your hands to yourselves on that Warriors <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. We've been talking all show Connor Rogers about tanking in the NBA. Uh, maybe we need to pivot to tampering. I mean, I, I ain't trying to be the Pope over the feds here, but I, he's still technically under contract with the Packers. I don't know if Joe Douglas uh, should be saying he's going to be here, but uh, we think he Aaron Rodgers is going to be in New York, but damn it when Connor. I mean, I, you know, the, my understanding is correct me if I'm wrong. They've dropped the protection in case he only plays one year. They were going back and forth on getting something back in 25. But now it's about whether it's a straight first round pick uh, in 2024. Does this get resolved anytime soon? And if so, who blinks? It'll be before the draft. It has to be for the sake of Green Bay getting at least a pick in this year's draft. That'll be a top 50 selection. And then the fact of these two teams really coming together on those 2024 conditional terms. And like you said, Michael, will there be conditional terms? I think everybody's pretty confident in this year's draft with the Jets picking back to back at 42 and 43. One of those picks will go back to Green Bay. But when you look at the 2024 structure of the pick, 
where does it start and where can it end, right? Does it start as a third rounder and it makes its way to a second rounder based on play time and it makes its way to a first rounder based on how far the Jets go? That's something that I've heard a lot. It's something that makes sense to me because it gives you protection of Aaron Rodgers getting hurt and it gives Green Bay a bonus of, hey, if the Jets make, say, the AFC title game, they're guaranteed a first round pick. So I think ultimately that's where we land on and we'll see if any sweeteners are thrown in on top of that. You know, Connor, I'm just fascinated by the top two quarterbacks in the NFL draft. What, what, the, the quarterbacks we think, I should say it that way, because the draft is always full of surprises. And it's back and forth. Most of the time you hear C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. And look, man, I'm a Buckeye through and through, okay? It just it, It's in my veins. But I look at it, and I think if C.J. Stroud doesn't go first, Maybe people are overthinking it. If you look at his production and you look at his ability mm. and what he's able to do and how coachable, how coachable he is, how smart he is. I'm sorry. I, Connor, I don't know how you, hey, hey, but not like CJ Stroud. <laughs> CJ Stroud has more. No, not like CJ Stroud. Really? CJ Stroud has those things uh, in abundance. He got I think him. he, I, I think he, well, and I think not only does he have height, I think he has a higher ceiling too. How do you see this thing? Clever. Um, how do you how do you see it, Connor? I like how you put it. Man, that. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be right down to the wire, but I'll stick with what I've thought for a long time, and that is Bryce Young will be the number one pick of this draft. And you know what? The one thing he has against CJ Stroud that is undeniable, and he has this against everybody in the draft by a wide gap, his passing numbers when pressured are out of this world. And that to me is a sixth sense before the snap and after the snap to see the field, to feel pressure, even when you can't see it in front of you and deliver the football. And Stroud is really good. He has a little bit of a ways to go on that as does Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, Hendon Hooker, anybody you want to name in this draft. But Bryce Young, you could put him on an NFL field today and he can read the blitz. He can feel pressure and deliver the football out in a timely manner. And that's why teams are falling in love with him. He's just different in that okay. aspect. And I think okay. I've told you guys before, the only other guy that you can even think of coming out of the draft in the last couple of years with that sense was Joe Burrow, and that's a pretty special name to throw around in the conversation. I know Carlson you're Palmer, yourself, the best quarterback gotta, in the NFL, they, Joe Burrow. Yeah. I'm sorry, what would you say? What'd you say, yeah. Michael? No, no, I'm, I'm saying I know he just got engaged. He's feeling himself a little bit. He's 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 going to be joining the club soon, so you feeling pretty confident. You feeling some kind of way? I mean, just push back very slightly and say, sure, Bryce Young. His numbers under pressure are good. Why? Because he was thrown into the deep end. He did get pressured. C.J. Stroud can't help it. The pressure didn't come very often at Ohio State. How, okay, pressure for Bryce Young. How about quick release for C.J. Stroud? You don't have to wait until the pressure comes. You see it. You can read it. Mike's you know where to go with the ball. For CJ Stroud. You know where I'm standing on the <laughs> you table for him. the table. For he CJ is Stroud. going to be. He's the best quarterback in this draft, and I can't believe, Connor, that you don't see him. Anyway, I'm up. I'm up. I mean, what were you saying, Mike? Listen. Saying, go ahead, Mike. Nothing as important as what you just said. No, go ahead, Connor. If you want to respond. <laughs> I mean, these Buckeye goggles can appreciate this. And I listen, I love Stroud. I can't believe you're making me battle against Stroud. But he also has thrown to Chris Olave, Rookie of the Year Garrett Wilson, Marvin Harrison Jr., and Jackson made Smith and Jigba. And he made those it did guys. make him better. 
but I think that <laughs> no, he, he made them better. Well, he made them better. Uh, all right, all right. Well, we'll see about that. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. could be a top three pick in next year's draft. JSN will be a top 15 pick this year, and I don't need to speak for Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave with what they just did in their rookie seasons as well. So. I think some of that goes into it as well, is that Bryce has been able to elevate. I know it's Alabama, but I'll say this. It wasn't the Alabama we're used to seeing steamroll everybody in the trenches or at wide receiver over the years as well. So I think a little bit of that plays into it as well. Hey, um, listen, want to put a bit of a postscript on a conversation we were having earlier because um, this came to our attention after the conversation, and that is that um, – Lamar Jackson actually recruited. Now we saw them partying at live. We, we saw that video, but he actually recruited Odell Beckham to Baltimore um, and hence the celebration and that according to Ian, this is all according to Ian Rappaport from NFL Network and he says that Beckham has a quote unquote clear understanding that Jackson will in fact be the quarterback thrown to him this season. So Connor early on, I said this is a home run signing for the Ravens um, because even if they don't spend money um, they don't put the money directly in Lamar's pocket. They are showing once again that they're willing to spend money on Lamar and upgrade his supporting cast. If you're telling me that now this was done in concert with Lamar, even if indirectly, I mean this is this is money well spent. Over oh, to me, overpaying overpaying triggers me because like it's always people on the outside telling you that you overpaid for something that you want. If the Ravens paid Odell Beckham more money than anybody else would, but it helps him keep Lamar Jackson even if for a season. This feels like a great signing uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, assuming that Od Odell Beckham has something left, but he's certainly better with all due respect than what they already have in that receiver room. Yeah, and it doesn't pigeonhole them in this draft where they have to take a wide receiver at 22 anymore. And I think you could be reaching at a wide receiver at 22. So now you get an established veteran uh, that seems hungry and ready to return. And finally, now you're showing your hand in a couple ways here, guys, for Lamar Jackson in the belief of him growing as a passer. You hired Todd Munkin, who loves to air the ball out to all three levels of the field, notably the deepest part of the field. So he'll be calling plays, and he'll look to be a more pass-happy, explosive play-play caller. And then you go get Odell Beckham, who fits that identity as well. Now you got to find a way to keep Lamar Jackson happy financially. So I don't think he should play on that 32, you know, $32.5 million franchise tag number, whatever it is. If they need to find a no. short-term answer to get him on the field this year, then do it. But no, okay. I don't. I think Lamar Jackson like a should be getting at least a, Yeah, if you could find a Band-Aid yeah. deal here on both sides that yeah. allows Lamar to hit free agency in two years with no franchise tag limits, and he'll still be 28 years old, he'll have a ton of value. But the Ravens get a shot at a Super Bowl these next two years with him. I love hey, it. Connor, I just... Hey. Uh, Real curious, just real quick and curious, how you feeling about our bet about Anthony Richardson? I know you still got him. You mocked him in number better, four. Michael. Oh, <laughs> is that right? You never felt better. You seen all these Arizona uh, trade rumors? Listen, uh, I if know. Arizona I know. Three, they who want they, to. Who they coming up it's for? Coming who they coming up for? Yeah, who oh. they coming up for? And then if the Colts are stuck at four, the Colts, Chris Ballard cannot take a non-quarterback in this draft. He would be insane. And his one get Second out round. free as Michael card Smith, was Lamar As Michael Jackson. Smith said, as Michael Smith said, when we were talking about tackles. You know there are more than there are more than this one to one round to the draft. So maybe he takes a quarterback <laughs> in the second round, not the first round. Yeah, the success rate on those has been really good over the years. You can count them on one hand, essentially, at this point. So listen, they could do that. I don't even think Hendon Hooker makes it to the second round. By the way, he could sneak into the back end yeah. of the first. Really? So. 
you're yeah you're getting into an ugly tier and once you get out of day one of this draft so i think we're getting quarterback 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 in those top four picks well uh, yeah look okay. if the cardinals have their way if somebody trades up into that three spot they seem to be putting out the word that this it's a hot spot for them um maybe the Colts move up that one to get the guy they want hey connor we appreciate you man thank you so much brother great talking to you guys take it easy all, all right, right connor thank you the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it want more helpful tips like this go to keepitfunohio.com for games quizzes and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches but there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Um, speaking of Lamar, I remember people thinking I was crazy. Was this last year before last? When I said that very soon that the Bengals are the best quarterback at AFC North. And I was like, oh, you disrespect Lamar Jackson. It's like, okay, that, that aged pretty well, I'd say. So Carson Palmer is saying that Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the league. While I disagree, I do yeah, think it's Patrick right. Mahomes. It ain't crazy. It, it, I, I disagree, and it is crazy. I'll say why. I'll tell you why it's crazy. His logic was crazy. So he basically said Joe Burrow is better because Burrow follows the script uh, better <laughs> than Patrick Mahomes. So okay. All right, first of all, you're pandering. Stop pandering, Carson. I, okay, you're, you're talking to a, you know, you're, you were a bangle. He's a bangle. Well, you know, well, you know that's not know his what, way. You know what he told I us know in the Super Bowl. Generally, it's generally not, and he got, a lot of, he got a lot of fire over that. I don't know if this is like some fence mending going on, but you can't, that can't be your logic because Patrick Mahomes can freestyle. He's not consistent. He's anything but inconsistent look at his career Patrick yeah. Mahomes is the most consistent thing going in the league he always goes to the conference championship game he stays in the Super Bowl he gets MVPs like what are you talking about the hard the hardware makes logic. this a not it's ain't even a, a debate because of the hard winning but Bur Burrow's right there how about his stats? Burrow's right there <laughs> he ain't right there with Mahomes no he ain't Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.